mortality no longer feels like some abstraction that I could push away to the age of 80 or 90. Or, you know, there's no longer a luxury of, of pushing the idea of mortality away. I'm still trying to acclimate myself to the idea of my own death. But it's like, it's more than my sense of what life is, uh, has slowly been emptying out so that things like reason are really difficult things to arrive at at this point. I find that ideas of reason, reason for living, reason for making things, reason for communication, are slowly becoming like a void or one big blank and uh, you know something of just emptiness it's like seeing the functionings of the world you know through the window or walking down the street occasionally and those functions or those movements the little particulars of the structure of the society just lose again meaning or reason or they become less and less meaningful or they Things just touch me less and less, and uh, all the all the semblances of living that people do or create or enact somehow become more and more empty. There seems to be this sort of aversion to uh, anger, and it's not just—I mean, just in society in general. It's, there's a, uh, anger gets the same treatment as mortality, which is. People just go into denial about it, or somehow anger as an emotion uh, is yet another taboo in this country, that we shouldn't suppress our anger, or we shouldn't speak angrily, or we shouldn't. Um, anger is, a, is an emotion that I, I think is extremely valuable. Uh, it's, a, it's a transitory emotion. It's something that leads you out of one place into another, whether it's out of inactivity into activity. And it, it somehow catalyzes a, a, a series of reactions to events that one experiences or one contains or one carries. I think everybody has a right to be angry. And I, I feel like I've come to a place in my life that if people prefer to see me as a monster at times because of what they witness of my anger, then I, I prefer to be seen as a monster. It's, it's actually comforting, because it just gives me more room and allows me more room to express the range of things that I feel. If I come to a place where I feel hate, or if I come to a place where I feel outrage, or where I feel rage itself, and that starts translating itself into activities, I think that's perfectly good for myself. Uh, it's where I am, it's what I see and perceive and respond to and how I respond. You know, rage is a really interesting tool to dismantle this whole illusion of what's acceptable or not acceptable. I mean, the, the things that I loved in experiences of activism um, were not so much the media revolutionaries or the photogenic revolutionaries or activists who you know, most get attention or press or airtime on, you know, some spot on the TV news. It's the people that I'm most enthralled by or the, who I, I feel the most responsive to is like the lesbian waitress from New Jersey who, with her frightened girlfriend, or for the first time 
laying their body on the line where they're, they're choosing to get arrested. And what I love about them and what I'm really impressed with about those people, people like that, they actually are approaching a, a wall of illusions called law and they're dismantling that wall for the first time in their lives by realizing that they don't have to uh, participate in that illusion of law in terms of what's right or what's wrong. Um, and that they're actually beginning to dismantle that wall of illusion. And when you, once you cross that line, you realize like these buildings, these public institutions, the institutions of government, you realize they're just made of stone, or a series of stones placed together. You realize that these buildings and those people can be dismantled just as easily as anything else. So once you break through that wall of illusion called law, I have no traditional moral reaction to the idea of murder um, in terms of what I was fed growing up in the society. I mean, I, I don't see the slow murder of myself and the people I love as being any more acceptable um, or less acceptable than the murder of others in order to either protect ourselves or to take revenge. Well, I know that uh, that I'm not, you know, if I die, I'm not going to die simply because I got fucked in the ass without a condom or swallowed some strangers' cum. Um, I know that I'm going to die because of the way this this disease has been handled by those in positions of power. And I would say that they're the owners of newspapers, the owners of TV stations, owners of radio, uh, all members of organized religion that have failed to address this epidemic because they prefer to maintain that uh, this disease has a, a moral code and a sexual orientation and that, that to them is uh, makes these people who are dying of this disease or affected by this disease expendable and also politicians uh, the formation of a soundbite culture in terms of information um, it's really those in positions of power in this country that are responsible for the way this uh, disease is spreading and, and killing. And that, the only thing that ever occurs to me in those thoughts of murder is wondering if the planet will spin a little bit faster once these people are gone. <laughs>